0: to Energetic Health Radio, and thank you so much for listening. On today's show, we're going to discuss some really cool topics, especially if you're a nutrition nerd like I am. We're going to talk about uh, with a great, great interviewer, uh, Dr. Charles Benz. We're going to talk about covid long-haul syndrome and how it tells us that there are severe nutrient deficiencies going on he's even going to show with us share with us how to test for those severe nutrition uh, deficiencies how cool is that right we're going to talk about uh, cytokine storms right that that scary thing we've heard out there for over a year and how nutrition can prevent them how cool is that We're going to talk about why multivitamins and specifically B-complex vitamins are so essential for COVID recovery. The thing you will never hear anything about is so essential this process because B-complex is going to be essential for the production of energy at the cellular level, folks. Last week, I was uh, listening to uh, Dr. Scott Atlas in an interview with Tucker Carlson, and it was alarming to me. It was alarming to me because he was saying, as the head of the uh, President Trump's COVID task force, he would go into meetings with Fauci and Burks and Redfield, the director of the CDC, and they would never bring empirical evidence, peer-reviewed studies, into the conversations. It was always about what they thought, what they felt, what they believed. It wasn't about here's what the science is actually saying. Here's what peer reviewed manuscripts are saying. Decisions were made based upon what these people thought, not what the science actually said. That's very disturbing, but it's not surprising. It's not surprising because we've known from the CDC for the last 20 years, They've known that Americans are severely deficient in key immunological nutrients, deficient in vitamin D. 65 to 95% of Americans are deficient in vitamin D. Doesn't that something we should uh, look into? Isn't that something we should test for? Isn't that something we should fix, right? Well, why would you fix that? Why would you think that nutrition is important? Vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, zinc, B-complex vitamins, glutathione. Why would you think these things are important if you haven't been taught the glory of nutrition in your medical school education? Did you know that according to the National Academy of Sciences, the average amount of time a doctor gets in studying nutrition over six years- Out of a 6,000 plus hour program is 19.6 hours. 19.6 contact hours is all the nutrition that most doctors get and nurses get even less. 19.6 hours. Let me give you a little frame of reference. Out of six years of education for a doctor, that basically amounts to a weekend workshop. That does not qualify you to have a opinion, a medical opinion about nutrition right? Case in point for me, when I went to medical school, I spent thousands of hours studying nutrition. Since I've graduated, I've spent tens of thousands of hours studying nutrition. That's what qualifies me to talk about nutrition with people in need. So without any further ado, and I just want to give a little quick introduction to Dr. Benz now. So after the break, we can come in and just jump right into the interview. Dr. Benz is an incredible an incredible researcher and an incredible teacher. He's taught at Penn State. He's taught at York University. He's taught at Florida International. He's been a guest lecturer at Royal Military College of Canada, a New College of Florida. He's taught in the Netherlands. He's taught at Long Island University and Ottawa Regional Cancer Foundation. He has published research on the biochemistry of smoking, helping the brain live without nicotine, how to protect your brain from Alzheimer's. He's Published extensively on cancer and the role that nutrition plays, preventing cancer at the molecular level and and how nutrition plays this essential role, right? So we're going to come back with Dr. Benz. And I, I think you're, this is what you're going to really love about Dr. Benz. It's not that he knows so much because he knows a lot. It's how he can express it to you. He can take complex concepts and make them easy to understand. So right after these messages, we're going to come back with Dr. Charles Benz stay tuned folks you're going to love what you learn as we get through this episode of energetic health
1: because of covid 19 many americans worry about their health four times a day that's 112 times per month but by simply keeping our immune system strong we can stay healthy and put our worries at ease One little-known way to do this is by taking AC-11, a patented supplement from a plant in the Amazon rainforest. Studied for over 20 years and backed by over 40 scientific peer-reviewed studies, taking AC-11 has been proven to extend the life of immune cells called leukocytes, allowing you to boost immunity naturally. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of AC-11. That's healthycell.com. H E A L T H Y C E L L. And use code out loud for 20% off.
0: All right. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Dr. Charles Benz, and it's such a pleasure to have him. I can't wait to hear what he has to say about so much of this great research that he's done. So uh, Dr. Benz, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dr. Date. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. You ready to get into some questions here? I am. I'm really ready. All right. So uh, like you, Dr. Benz, I've reviewed a lot of studies and I see a common problem. Most of the design of these studies, they're seeking a single nutrient solution for the SARS-CoV-2 infection. And in almost each one, the researchers, in my estimation, they seem to be looking for a magic bullet, or they've designed the study to fail, unfortunately, as well. And we've seen that plenty uh, too. So uh, Dr. Benz, can you explain to our audience why it's so important to use multiple natural interventions simultaneously? And can you explain why synergy of multiple nutrients and herbs, when they're working together, is a far better approach than seeking a single magic bullet?
1: Well, thanks very much. It's a great question. Uh, I think basically it's because monotherapies don't work uh, because the body's very complex. And all the systems that are in the body, uh, like 10 different systems, they all have a role to play. And so it's very rare, either in natural medicine or in uh, pharmacology, to have one thing that really resolves any particular issue. Now, it does happen from time to time. But it's not generally a rule that you want to uh, want to follow. And I just say, getting ahead of the COVID thing, the examples that I often give in my workshops is, first of all, uh, Alzheimer's. They've tried for the last 20 or 30 years to do a, a magic bullet approach to Alzheimer's, and they've, they've invested billions and billions of dollars. The Cleveland Clinic did an analysis of all those studies, and they found out that there was a 99.6 failure rate that none of them worked. And the one that did work, like that 0.4%, it was such a small marginal benefit that it didn't, it couldn't classify as a real reversal or treatment for Alzheimer's. And I think Dale Bredesen, who was working with the UCLA people and some others, looked at all the uh, chronic illness protocols that were out there, and every one of them was multifaceted. In other words, there wasn't one protocol out there that natural medicine was using effectively that only used one element. And he hasn't seen very many pharmaceuticals that were one element success either. So he looked at these different protocols for heart disease and diabetes and and he said, wow, look at them, They're, they're, they're doing this and they're doing that. And so he did his research and he found out there were like 38 different factors that played into the creation of an Alzheimer's patient. Because when you look at the research, they also looked at all the new cases and they thought, well, it's gonna be this APOE4 um, genetic inflammation that's gonna cause the problem. The majority of cases are not the genetic ones. They're the ones that are completely devoid of any genetic influence. And so these are new cases coming out of supposedly nowhere, except he found these 38 elements. He put them in the protocol. He put 10 people through the uh, through the uh, program for about three or four months. And nine out of the 10, I wouldn't say it's a 100% cure, but nine out of the 10 were so significantly improved mm-hmm. that they were able to go back to work. They were able to socially function and they scored significantly better on all of the Alzheimer's tests that were conducted. And that was in 2014. He's now trained hundreds and hundreds of doctors and coaches, and now they're treating thousands of patients and are getting exactly the same results over and over again. As long as it's mild to moderate, the severe cases, of course, don't respond as well. And we can talk about that later regarding my, what I call my six stages of cellular deterioration. Amen. And I'm
0: I'm excited to hear about that. You know, it it seems to me like when you um, explore and you do your research and you find that what were there 38 points, there were 38 kind of reasons why people recover, you know, when you start covering these bases, essentially what you're doing is you're understanding on a deeper level, the biochemistry and and the physiology and, and the mechanisms of action of why things work. And it always has seemed to me to be a, a much stronger approach than saying, Hey, we're going to, we're going to get that silver bullet in there, right? Let's, instead of doing that, if we understand that this, that the body is designed to heal, then all we have to really do is understand what helps it to heal. You know, it helps it do what it's already designed to do. What do you think about that? Doctor Well,
1: I, I, I think, you know, I can give you exactly the same example for, for, for cancer, because the, the, success, the success rate for cancer since the war on cancer was declared in 1971, which is now 50 years, is so abysmal mm-hmm. that uh, you think, well, why, why is that? With all that money that was spent, billions and billions of dollars, why isn't there more success? Because everybody's treating, trying to tr- kill the cancer. And there's a lot of success in doing that initially But then they don't pay attention to things like stem cells because there's like 10,000 out of 10,000 cancer cells. One of them is called a stem cell and the stem cell has a different metabolism. And so it's designed to kind of protect uh, the cancer because it wants the cancer to live. It wants the cancer to survive and grow and thrive. Mm -hmm. And so. When the uh, other 9,999 cancer cells are are destroyed, that one cell remains. And if you go ahead and create the same friendly environment for cancer, eventually six months, a year, two years down the road, that cancer will reoccur because that stem cell will activate. Mm -hmm. When it activates, it starts to produce a number of of additional normal uh, cancer cells, The problem is now it's been programmed to be defended against the chemotherapy and other treatments. And so now you've cut these cancer cells that are immune to a lot of the medicines that were used because they've built this defense mechanism. So now they either have to up the dose, they have to change the chemotherapy, they have to do something. But the people who have paid attention to their nutrition and their detoxification and their stress and their exercise and everything, they don't get a reoccurrence of mm-hmm. cancer. And so there's, that's been documented numerous times in different studies. So th- this is one of the main problems. And uh, after I uh, finished this, I'm going to say what, what I've done with co- long hauler COVID. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you respond to that first.
0: Amen. Well, you know, it, it brings to mind immediately what you're talking about, the work of Dr. Victor Longo at the university of Southern California and his work on autophagy Uh, fasting and cancer, which I think is some of the most potent research I've seen um, that confirms that the body can handle it. My suspicion is that when we get into the autophagosomes and the wonderful mechanisms that the body employs when it's in a fasting state, that 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 process, um, you know, autophagy is going to deal with uh, that stem cell, right? You know, it's going to, it's going to, help the body make sure that th- this isn't a reoccurrence. But I think the key thing you said there is so on point. It's not a reoccurrence because the lifestyle has changed as well. You can't resolve um, cancer for, per se and then go right back into the same lifestyle that created and set the stage for cancer to exist. It's just kind of common sense, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you have to protect all the cells and that's what the cancer therapies don't do. They don't pay any attention to the healthy cells Mm -hmm. to try to keep them healthy. Mm -hmm. And and, and when I started to deal uh, in the early 2020 with these long haul COVIDs, I had done research on on, uh, viruses and on chronic illness. And within two or three days after the first patient showed up, I had this protocol developed and it basically said, look, we, we have to do a lot of different things here in order to treat these people we have to control the virus, we have to control inflammation, we have to make sure that the diet is right, that we're not feeding sugar into it, because Mm -hmm. sugar is a, a bad thing for any immune system. And we have to do a lot of other things, like producing energy, if you don't have good energy production, then those cells can't thrive. And so you have to have a multifaceted approach where you're also where you're going to repair the damage that the that the virus does, because it does do damage. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to get the cell replacement process to be upgraded. And so you've got all these different pathways that are going to have to be treated. Inflammation and, and energy production and viral protection and repairing DNA damage and cell replacement process. These are all things that have to be included in the protocol. People say, Oh, there's 18 different things in there. I go, that's right, because you need all those 18 things. And right now, after a year and a half, uh, this protocol has been 100% successful with every patient.
0: Amen. I I have the same thing. I have currently 100% success rate in everybody that I've worked with uh, directly and, and consulted on cases on as well. And I think it's because of that same thought process. It's that thought process that says, I want to understand what the body needs. I know the body is designed to heal. But what are the mechanisms of action for that healing? And when you list those off in long hauler, it becomes very clear. Once you understand what the mechanism of action is, the therapeutic, the, the nutrient intervention presents itself, the, the herbal intervention presents itself, the, the organic plant-based diet presents itself. All of these things really start to present themselves. Uh, Dr. Benz, can you read that list you had again for um, COVID long haul?
1: Yeah, well, you, you mean the, the the kind of a six-step process? Right, right. Yeah, well, first first there's things that we do for uh, to, to, for virus. And so with the virus, you want to get the, the vitamin C, vitamin D. Uh, mm-hmm. You want to get the olive leaf extract. You want to get those things that are antiviral. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to do inflammation. So then you want to do uh, specialized pro-resolving mediators, uh, molecular hydrogen, curcumin, you want to reduce the inflammation. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to do energy production. Well, then you're going to want magnesium, which delivers glucose and oxygen to the cell. You're going to have berberine, which takes that magnesium, delivers it to the mitochondria. Then you're going to have coenzyme Q10 because it's going to actually give you a a, a heightened uh, energy response. And so then you're going to go back into doing some DNA repair uh, in the liver, you want to get the uh, vi- vitamin E involved in it because vitamin E is the most powerful thing to, to repair the liver. So there's certain nutrients like pygnogenol is for the brain. Mm-hmm. And so there's certain things that go, certain nutrients go preferentially to different parts of the body uh, is, is what I'm saying. And so zinc and n acetyl and, and NAD are important for cellular replacement because there are checkpoints in the replacement process. And at those checkpoints, you need to have that niacin-based NAD and that zinc in order to make that checkpoint say, wait a minute, there's something going on here. We want to eliminate or, or, or modulate that before we let this cell replacement process go forward. So each one of these has a mechanism of action that affects certain parts of the body and we just wanna make sure we have all the bases covered uh, when we do COVID, because we know the kidneys are involved, the liver's involved, the brain's involved, the lungs involved. All these organs have these uh, ACE2 receptors on them, and they're the ones that the COVID has, has started to attack. And, and so we have, to, we have to pay attention to those organs.
0: We have a situation where a person has been nutrient deficient for years, so much so that we have seen them develop multiple pre-existing conditions, right? Let's throw on another log on the fire that they're over 50, right? So this is a person who's in high risk or would be deemed high risk. This person contracts the SARS-CoV-2 infection. And while it is incubating in their body, they don't have any uh, nutrients uh, available to them or the amount of nutrients available to them to suppress the viral replication within their own body as it's incubating. The virus then is released from the cells that it's been incubating in, and now you get a, a advanced and, and heightened viral load. And like you said, uh, with a growing and, and high viral load in their bloodstream, there's going to be a comparable response, a cytokine response. So far, am I, am I on track yep, here?
1: Okay. Absolutely.
0: So um, this still comes down to nutrient deficiency, and this still comes down to a person not having the nutrients to prime their immune system in anticipation of this infection. Is that a safe statement to make? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So so now we get a situation where the body is overresponded, and and a lot of people in medicine, unfortunately, misread this situation. They misread this as the body is doing something wrong, wherein, in fact, the interleukin-6 response, which is too extreme and can lead to um a hyperproliferation and, and collection of blood in the lung tissue. I think we've seen this in a few autopsies, right? Where they've said the the weight of the lungs was several pounds heavier than it should have been in a normal, healthy person at the time of their death, right? Right. Um, what that tells us is that the, the question I guess I have for you, Dr. Benz, is the body working incorrectly or is the body working correctly? It just didn't have enough nutrients to help suppress the Proliferation
1: of virus um, during the
0: incubation stage. What do you think about that? I, I think
1: the body's working perfectly. I, I think it knows exactly what it wants to do and needs to do. But if you have a limited um, amount of nutrients uh, that you've been consuming, you won't be able to produce those those cytokines. And so, if if you're not if you're not consuming Brazil nuts and cruciferous vegetables and citrus fruits and omega-3 fish and green tea and, and, and spinach and tomatoes and, and uh, mustard leaves and uh, olive leaf extract and turmeric and garlic, uh, beta carotene. These are all foods that actually produce these cytokines in your body. And so it doesn't come out of thin air. It comes out of the nutrients you eat. And so if you're not eating enough of the right foods, like legumes and and whole grains and onions and apples and grapes, then you won't have these nutrients. And so, and if you consume too much sugar, that's that's even the other side of the equation because Mm -hmm. vitamin C, which is supposed to fill the white blood cells, if you don't have enough vitamin C in your body, then sugar, which has a similar molecular structure, will actually fill those white blood cells. And then you'll end up with a real problem because now your immune system will be compromised up to about 75%. Right.
0: I've always, uh, I've always, the analogy I've created for people to understand the role that sugar plays in the immune system is I say, think about that kid, that kid that you know is got a lot of energy, but you give them a ton of sugar right before bed. (laughs) That kid is going to be bouncing off walls, completely ineffective at going to bed or or focusing and doing any task that you want them to do, but they're going to have a lot of energy. And that's the same thing. I think that happens when you get that replacement of, um, of refined carbohydrate for um, vitamin C in the immune cell. Now you have immune cells bouncing all over the place. They're active, but they're not effective. And that's where you have a, a significant problem. It's like the
1: immune system gets ADD or something like that. Right. Oh Yeah. Absolutely. And, 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 the, and the white blood cells control 40 to 50% of the whole immune system. Mm-hmm. And so if you're deficient by 50 or 75%, then you have no defense. That's so sugar and alcohol and, and simple carbohydrates, they can actually neutralize. Even if you have a good diet, you're still going to end up with a problem because if you don't have enough vitamin C in your body, that's, that's, that's where the white, white blood cells are mainly uh, enhanced and encouraged by, uh, the higher consumption of vitamin C.
0: So right before we go to break, I, I want to let everybody know, you know, my mentor, uh, Dr. Walter Krenian, uh, who I, I just loved and adored, um, it, he would tell us in class all the time, in this day and age, with the amount of chemicals that we come in contact to, whether we like it or not, Uh, With the amount of stress we're under, whether we like it or not, we need to be taking 3,000 to 5,000 milligrams per day. I think Linus Pauling, Dr. Ben said something like 10,000, right? 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C per day, of course, to bowel tolerance and things like that. What's so exciting is we see that there's new forms of vitamin C that can really get into the Lymph nodes and therefore the immune system much faster, and that's going to be the liposomal forms of vitamin C, which can be incredibly, incredibly effective. When we come back from break, we're going to talk specifically about B complex vitamins and this is and their mechanism of action within the specific um, uh, stages of being able to um, stop the SARS-CoV-2 virus from becoming severe, and also assist the um, immunological response to completely rid the body of that infection and set the stage for natural immunity. So we'll be right back with Dr. Charles Benz right after these messages.
1: It was a vision that gave birth to a unique multimedia platform that would combine classic talk radio, great writers, and memorable podcasts and videos. AmericaOutloud.com is a conservative leader in a field that is predominantly run by far-left progressive globalists. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio.
0: All right. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with uh, Dr. Charles Benz, uh, who is educating us on the immune system and the role that nutrition and foods play in a healthy immunological response. Uh, We talked uh, a little bit earlier about the cytokine storm, and we talked about uh, some of, I think really the overview was that the body is designed to heal. Well, Dr. Benz has a something that's very incredible that I want him to share with you, and that's the six stages of cellular deterioration. And what it does is it essentially explains why something doesn't work when it's, quote unquote, supposed to work. And that's because there are always multiple factors when we're dealing with disease or whether it's acute, like in, with COVID, or whether it's chronic, like with cancer, where there always are gonna be multiple factors and therefore there's gonna be a necessity for multiple coordinated interventions that are based upon a great understanding of mechanism of action of what's going on at the cell level. So Dr. Benz, uh, thank you for being here with us for the second segment. What can you share with our audience about the six, um, the six uh, degeneration, the, the six cellular degeneration stages uh, that you've come up with in your clinical practice?
1: Well, thank you very much, Dr. H. I mean, it's been the cornerstone of everything that I've done for the last 10 or 15 years, actually, because I wanted to understand how cells worked and why certain things were successful and certain things weren't successful. And I did this with a mechanism called electrodermal screening. And I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with it, where you can actually measure the mitochondrial function in all the organs in the body. And, and what the electrodermal screening says is if, if, you're, if your cells have having energy production within 45 to 55 in a scale of one to 100, then your cells are functioning at a normal level, energetically speaking. If you get above 55, then your cells are stressed. If you get below 45, then your cells are weakened. And so I started to think about that. And I thought, wait a minute, wait, that's not how medicine does this. They look for things that are dysfunctional or already diseased, these must be the early stages. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, so a cell gets stressed, it gets a toxin, it gets uh, radiation, it gets a lack of nutrition, something happens that makes that cell say, wait a minute, we need to uh, pay attention here, the cell becomes stressed. If you look at it from the standpoint of uh, cancer and uh, breast cancer, uh, it's the difference between mammograms and thermography. Mm -hmm. Thermography is a heat sensor, and so the the cells in the breast start to create a heat profile. It can be 200 cells, but they're the precursors to the cancer cells. Mm -hmm. You need 4 billion cells in a mammogram in order to see it at a 65% uh, level of success. But you can see these 200 cells. Then you change the diet. You detoxify. You do some stress reduction. In three to six months, you do another thermogram, and all of a sudden, those cells are gone. Those 200 cells are back to normal. Mm -hmm. So I thought, wait a minute, if this is possible, then we can do this with a lot of cells. So the stages are cells are stressed. If they stay stressed too long, they become weakened. Mm -hmm. That means they're not doing their jobs the way they're supposed to, uh, but they're not fully diseased yet. And then if it keeps going in that direction, they become challenged. So fibrosis is starting to occur. Inflammation is starting to occur. But it's still not dysfunctional from a medical point of view. Dysfunctional means you've got high blood sugar, you've got high cholesterol, um, you, have high, you have high blood pressure. All these things become high that are seen in regular blood tests. That's when the doctor says, okay, you've, you've got some issues here that we have to resolve. You're already in the stage four of cellular deterioration. If you have stopped it in the first three, that stage four would never happen. Mm-hmm. And then after the dysfunctional, then it becomes mutated. That means there's a part of the DNA that's been damaged and their scar tissue. Now, and the cell can't replace itself with a healthy cell. And then if you keep going in that direction, then that cell becomes diseased, And that's really, really uh, difficult. And a classic example of this was a study on kidney disease. People were on dialysis and they, they gave them 180 milligrams of coenzyme Q10 in three months, 50% of the people got off their dialysis. Mm. Didn't need it anymore. The other 50% were still on. Why? Because So many cells were in the first three stages that they could replace most of them just with energy production improvement. But too many cells being in the mutated and disease stage weren't reversible as readily with just one element. Mm -hmm. And that's when we had the 50% that couldn't get off of dialysis. So once I explain that, the doctors go, oh, I I never knew that before. Mm -hmm. Well, you should have known it. Right, It should be a function of every educational process.
0: And what I'm hearing from that six stages, Dr. Benz, is that stage one, two, and three, <clears throat> excuse me, we can treat very easily and with a high rate of success using nutraceuticals. Like we Absolutely. can get in there and lifestyle adaptation and things like that. Like That's your body, and, and these come up folks, this is, you know, because I, I had a very similar experience, Dr. Benz. I was sitting in a, a biology, excuse me, a, a biochemistry class in, in, in medical school. And uh, I remember uh, the, the teacher was going through the glycolytic pathway and the TCA pathway and the electron transport chain. And it got me thinking, because I had a pathology class right next door, and I, you probably had a pathology book that was, one of my teachers would describe it as, you know, 3,000 pages of horse knot, you know, and, <laughs> and, and I, would, I was flipping through it, and, I, and something incredible happened. I was looking at every single symptom, and when we got to every single symptom, every single symptom had fatigue associated with it, Right. you know? And so it got me thinking, well, wait a minute, I think we got a root cause here. And if we just started treating fatigue, how many of these disease processes could reverse almost without much additional in, uh, intervention, but are we are we giving people really a chance? So that became a foundation of what I teach is, is helping people to get mitochondria producing energy. Cause it's like, I, you got no chance without that in my professional opinion, but once you right. got that, you got a chance, but then it, like you saying, it d- depends on where that person is in the process. Are they at stage one, two, or three? Cause then it's like, oh, it's a virtual certainty. They're going to recover. They're going to be better. But what about if they're at stage four five or six? And that's where it's, it's a little bit more hit or miss because the process, this degenerative process at the cell level has been going on for longer. Is that a correct interpretation of
1: that? Dr. It's ben? an absolute correct one, Dr. H. I mean, uh, we actually, uh, we hypothesized that those that, that got the reversal of their kidney disease had about 15 or 20% of their cells in each of those six categories. Whereas the ones that were not able to recover or get off their dialysis, they had about 90% and they're mutated and and they're dysfunctional in their disease state. Mm -hmm. And it was that simple. I mean, I think that if we would have continued on a more complicated or more uh, complex protocol, we could have gotten another 25% of those people off their dialysis. But with just the CoQ10, as you were saying, just the energy was able to get those early those early ones re- repaired because there just wasn't that much damage done. Mm-hmm. They were just having an energy challenge, and so you're absolutely right. Fatigue is always an in- is always one of the indicators of the COVID storm and the COVID long hauler symptom, and that's one of the things that people they can't recover from because they they're not getting the energy their cells need. Amen. And
0: I, I think that to me, is you start at energy production fatigue, and I think that's where a lot of people will come in and they'll go, well, I didn't realize I was sick. I didn't realize that my body was trending into this degenerative process. And then I say to them, well, how many times did you say I'm so tired or I'm exhausted? because that's your body telling you that you are entering into that stress state that you were talking about, Dr. Benz, at the cell level. And now your body has got to adapt to that stress state. And once it adapts, there is going to be changes potentially at the cellular level. And this is what Dr. Benz, I think you're talking about, where you're like, if this goes on long enough, it starts to become mutations and and the cellular adaptation becomes a mutation. And now you have a cancer forming. Is that right at
1: that mutation stage? Absolutely. Because then you've got scar tissue. And, and, and so with the COVID patients, they, they all want to go back to exercising right away. Mm-hmm. And I just say, no, you, you take it easy for a month or two, keep on the protocol and b- build your uh, your your uh, exercise up gradually as, as your body's repairing these cells. Because if you go willy nilly, like I had a marathoner and I had an Olympic swimmer, if you go right into your training program a week after your symptoms go away, you're going to have a relapse. I can almost guarantee it 100% mm-hmm. because the immune system also needs energy. And so if you consume too much energy in your exercise and other things you're doing, then your immune system is going to say, oh, okay, there's not enough for us now. So we'll just relapse. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's a real problem. I have to get these athletes to control themselves because they were they were really high level athletes and they wanted to get into that training. I just said, walk first slow runs later. And then, you know, you'll eventually get there. You just have to wait for all these cells to repair that have been damaged.
0: Right. And as we know, cellular repair and turnovers is, you know, takes hours. If we're talking about epithelial cells, you're talking about six hours on average, those repair really quickly. But when you start getting into different cell types, that time frame changes immensely, you yeah. know, and especially
1: age and, and density. In other words, the, the bones takes, takes years, <laughs> right? And, and so the softer the cells are, the quicker they repair, but the aging process also slows this whole repair and, and replacement process down. And so age and uh, yeah. And, 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 how much energy is involved that they, those are the factors mainly.
0: Right. So it would make sense that it's going to take longer for muscle tissue to re- to heal, which we know from just light regular life, a liver that is very dense with cell structures is going to take longer to heal. If there's been some impairment in the liver, if there's been some injury via the spike protein, you know, there's going to, it's just going to take some time. And this is, this is why we shouldn't be playing with uh, Pandora's boxing and weaponizing or, or uh, what do they call it? Gain of functioning um, these microorganisms. You know, if that is indeed what happened, this needs to be something that never happens again. So, uh, Let's get into the B-complex vitamins, because they're so instrumental for uh, mitochondrial energy production. And you've done such a great job here, Dr. Benz, of, of looking at the mechanism action with B uh, vitamins. Real quick for the audience, what are B vitamins and why are they so essential for an efficient immune response?
1: Well, they're, they're, they're absolutely uh, essential for every, everything that the body does, because um, the example that I use is uh, you can't make hormones or neurotransmitters or most biochemicals without B6, B12, and B9. Uh, these, these are the methylators. These are what we call the methylators. So the building blocks of every cell are immune, uh, amino acids. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have B6 and B12 and B9, then those are the methylators that break down those amino acids into all the hormones, all the neurotransmitters, everything you need. So if it's sleep dysfunction, sexual dysfunction, it doesn't matter. If you don't start with a good formula of B6, B9, and B12, Mm -hmm. you will just not, you will not solve your problem. So I always tell them, do the first, do the basic things first. Mm -hmm. And so rebuild your hormones, rebuild your neurotransmitters, rebuild your your biochemicals, then your body can start to function. That's sort of the initial part of the the Bs. Amen.
0: Folks, I'm going to tell you something. Listen to this man. All right. You're going to think when you're hearing some of what he's saying, this sounds too simple. Why doesn't every doctor know this? We know what you're thinking. Okay. It's because we've gone through this same process. I remember when I first started learning about B-complex and their role at the cell level, I started asking my teachers, why Why doesn't every doctor know this? Why isn't this the starting point for every therapeutic intervention? And my teachers would tell me the same thing. It's because they don't know it's not a part of their education. And I can back that up. The national Academy of sciences does an annual report across all medical schools throughout the country. And what they find is that as of their last report that I've seen 2014, that the average doctor going through six years of curricula gets 19.6 hours of nutrition education. Folks, that's akin to a weekend workshop on nutrition, not a dedicated course, not 10 to 20% of their education, which it should be at the least, but 19.6 hours spread out over six years. That's a weekend workshop, folks. They don't know about nutrition. They're not qualified to talk about nutrition. And I'm going to tell you a little something else. It's not their fault. It's the fault of whoever has put the curricula together and allowed that to be the case. It's not the doctor's fault, but I do encourage all doctors to go back and get education. So let's talk about these B1s. We're going to start with B1 here, Dr. Benz. All right. Yeah, well, that's,
1: that's that's really crucial to activate the immune system because the, the T cells and the B cells are, are triggered uh, in their activated state by the, 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 presence of, uh, of, B, one thiamine. So it's, it's really important uh, that, that all these Bs play a role. Uh, I, I tell people about the V 6s and nines and 12s initially, but for the immune system, we have to know that they all have a role to play and B2 and three are really important for viral replication. Mm-hmm. And so, Uh, We know specifically NAD, which is a form of of, uh, niacin, is really crucial in that catch point or that checkpoint in the cell replacement process. That's where zinc and NAD will really help to to police the replication process to make sure that any toxins or any lack of nutrients and stuff are controlled or or, or replicated or changed uh, in, in that particular process. And uh, B3 and B5 are, and B12 and B6 are all part of the cytokine storm. So they, acti- they activate that uh, IL-6. Uh, if there's a deficiency in those, then you're gonna have a problem communicating and activating the cytokine storm appropriately. And that's the whole key, appropriately activating the cytokine storm. And then we talked earlier about the oxygen You have to have enough oxygen in the system to allow this whole cytokine storm to be balanced. And that's where you look at the oxygen homeostasis. And so oxygen plays a role with B. In other words, they're cofactors in in this whole process. And and then when the hypercoagulation occurs, you've got your, your B6 and your B12 involved in that. So all of them are involved in one way or another in this whole immune function and the respiratory system is involved in this right from the get-go, and so it's it, it's a complicated system, but not really. But it,
0: it's it's complicated in that if you look at it individually, it's very complicated. But if it's just hey, you don't need to know all of this. What you need to know is your body needs to be complex,
1: right? And you yes. just
0: give it being complex, then it works. The body's programmed to work. Let me. I'm going to run through it one more time because I I want to make sure I understand all of this, Dr. Vince, as well. Okay. So uh, B1 is going to be essential in the adaptive immunity, and and especially with uh, B cells and the production of antibodies and and T cells. Is that correct statement? That's correct.
1: That's correct.
0: And now um, B2, vitamin B2 riboflavin and vitamin B3 uh, niacin, uh, that's going to be essential in
1: blocking, helping to block viral replication. Is that is that that's aspect? right Al- along with other things? I mean, this is the B vitamins role, right? But there's a lot of other blockers in there like C and D. I mean, the vitamin C and vitamin D. So, uh, all these vitamins have their role, but absolutely, uh, this, this is. Those two vitamin Bs take
0: a, a major part of that responsibility. And, and we can even throw zinc in there as well. in the role of yes. activating the enzymes for bi- blocking bioreplication as well. Right? Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: Zinc is right. crucial. So, so when we have vitamin B3 and uh, uh, niacin and vitamin B5, panathenic acid uh, and vitamin B6, uh, pyridoxine, tell me if this is okay, modulate uh, the production of cytokines so
1: they don't turn into a storm. Is that a, is that an okay statement? Yes, it's absolutely modulation is a, is, 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 is a good term to use because along with oxygen, those two are probably more involved in controlling the storm than anything else. And then we
0: look at uh, folate. Uh, vitamin B nine, and that's going to be help. That's going to be helpful in blocking the virus from binding, uh, yeah, and and the ability of it to invade cells. Correct. That's exactly right. Yep. Okay. And then last, we look at B twelve, and B twelve uh, is going to be essential at uh, helping to also regulate the and modulate the the cytokine production, so it doesn't turn into a storm, as well as making sure that the blood doesn't. Um, become uh, aggregated. It doesn't uh, turn into a really um, uh, I, I use aggregated. I think that the way I like to describe that is uh, I, I like to describe it as sticky blood uh, for for Audi, for the audience. You know, make this the blood just all the red blood cells get stuck
1: together and stuff. is that a fair statement?, well, sure, this is the thing that the people are deficient in and 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 they're starting to have blood clots then. and then and the blood clots will lead to a stroke or 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 a heart attack and so the all these factors are uh, factors not only in uh, the cytokine storm within the covid uh, 19 also with the vaccinations mm-hmm. and so when people are vaccinated and they don't they have deficiencies in these categories if if you look at all the autopsies and all the all the tests that were done you'd find out that those the, the vaccines themselves are kind of a precursor they're going to set the stage for it but the deficiencies in these b vitamins are the things that actually allow this this clotting to actually happen. And so we need things like fish oil and vitamin E and these key B vitamins in order to make sure the blood is thin enough and make mm-hmm. sure that it, it, it's, it it's not sticking too much so that we don't get these blood clots because this happens as a natural part of the process. When, when we're
0: looking at this, one of the things that's driven me crazy is they keep saying this is about the public health. This is about the public health, right? And I say, no, it's not. If this was about the public health, one of the things that you would do is you would have been testing everyone at the very least for vitamin D levels from the very outset. You would have made sure that people go in and get tested for vitamin D levels. Cause we know when the people are over 50 nanograms per milliliter, that's a virtual certainty. If they do get infected, they're going to recover. And in 97% of the time without the need of any hospital intervention. So it's not about, um, it's not about the public health. Then I, I then I say, if this was about the public health, you would confirm the PCR positive diagnosis. You'd send people in for blood work to do viral load testing that, or, and, and to do antibody testing, and they haven't done that. If this was about the public health, the people that were out, were el- we wouldn't have everybody eligible for these experimental inoculations. Why do I say that? Because when you look, especially at under 18, the recovery rate is 99.99% or higher. So there's no there's no gain of benefit for it. But for anybody who was eligible and anybody who did want to get it, They should be able to get it if they choose to get it. I agree with that, but why are we not priming their immune system so that they for like a week, two weeks at the very least are getting nutrients into their system to make sure that we're cutting down on the possibility of adverse events, right? And and if this is about public health and then afterwards following up with them to make sure that they've formed antibodies based upon it. See, I'm I'm on the side of this fence, Dr. Benz, where I'm saying, if this is about public safety and public health, then you should have to be qualified to participate in this experiment. And one of the qualifications should be a blood draw that shows you have no T cell and no um, immunological um, pre-existing immunity established from a prior infection, right?
1: Yep. No, I, I agree with you hundred percent. In fact, we have a, a part of our protocol says for people that are getting vaccinated, we want them to do seven days of a certain protocol mm-hmm. and then they get the vaccination. Then they do seven days after that. Mm-hmm. And what we're getting is about 99% of people have no negative response to the vaccination right. because you prepared your body for it. And, and, and so it doesn't matter whether it's a booster shot. I tell people the same thing, especially with children. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that the children are protected because a lot of them don't have fully functioning immune systems yet. Correct. So this is a real problem. And if, if people are interested, we developed very early on the immune test where we, we have 10 things that we test omega three, six ratio, vitamin D three, vitamin C, coenzyme Q10 C reactive protein. We have what's called the eight OHGD test, which is actually accumulated DNA damage in the cells. That's a urine test and we can find out what your risk is right now based on your DNA damage that you've accumulated. Mm-hmm. And then we have the GGT test, which is the uh, liver test. Then we have the glycomark test with the best glucon- glucose test. Then we have the lymphocytes and then we have the homocysteine, which is the B6, B12, B9 uh, test. And so we've got all the key variables here for anybody to test their immune system and find out exactly how strong it is, what the weak points are so that they can strengthen it and withstand almost anything. Dr. Benz, would you be so kind as to share that
0: so we can make sure on podcast that there's a link uh, to that somewhere? Uh, Absolutely. All right, I appreciate that. So we're coming to a close on this segment. I got one uh, more question for you, Dr. Benz, and I want to get your final thoughts. Um, we talk a lot about RDA and we know RDA was based upon keeping 19-year-old male soldiers on the battlefield during World War II. So it's just the exact minimum that you would need in terms of nutrient um uh availability to the body so that the a soldier could stay on the battlefield it wasn't about optimal health or energetic health or anything like that it was just here's the bare minimums um i'm a big fan of the sonas um and uh and therapeutic range is a concept that we've developed at ehi we'll make sure we share that as well um on the uh i'll share a link to a video on therapeutic range. So you can educate and hopefully educate your, your doctors about it as well. Again, everything we do here is for educational purposes only. They're not, nothing that we're sharing here is intended to treat anyone. You need to be under the care of a supervised and qualified professional to do that. So, you know, folks be safe, be smart, right? So Dr. Benz, in your opinion, we're looking at these um, B complex vitamins, a person's like, Hey, I'm gung ho organic. I, I only want to get things from the foods I eat. Can they get all the nutrients? Let's say they're sick, not not priming, but they're actually sick. Can they get all the amounts of the B-complex they need from organic foods alone, in your opinion?
1: I, I've, I've challenged any doctor to show me the study that says people can get all the nutrients they need from food alone. Mm-hmm. I have not one doctor ever take me up on that because there's no studies that prove it. Mm-hmm. They, they, they mouth it, they say it, but it's, uh, there's no science to support it. Every, every study that I've ever read says we can, under ideal circumstances, get about 75 to 80% of what we need from food. Mm-hmm. If it's an organic diet and you've got salmon swimming in your stream and they just jump out of the water and say, here, eat me. Um, if, if, if you have this kind of situation, you can get 75 to 80%. But with the toxins that we're exposed to, with the stress that we're under all the time, with the fact that we don't eat organic foods all the time. There's just too many variables that prevent the average person from getting enough nutrients. So I say it's virtually impossible to do that. And so we follow what Patrick Holford uh, guided us on many years ago about the optimal daily allowance. So the RDA is 90 milligrams of uh, vitamin C. That'll, That'll keep you from getting scurvy basically but the ODA is 2000 milligrams. And that will basically prevent you from getting lots of chronic illnesses. And so we, we we recommend the ODA for everybody at this point in time.
0: Amen. And I think at EHI, we go a little bit beyond that and we get into therapeutic range and, and based upon some uh, some research from Murray, Pizzorno, the SONAs and our own clinical work and, and things we've seen. But Clearly, I think we can all agree the RDA is not enough. It's not even close. It's the bare minimum, and we can do better than that. Uh, The thing that has always concerned me about B-complex is that it's a water-soluble vitamin and very fragile, especially for heat and cooking and things like that. So one of the things I do, Dr. Benz, and been doing it for my whole career these last 20 years, is every patient gets a multivitamin. That's the starting point, right? I just am like, I'm going to make the assumption that you're here because you're nutrient deficient, and here's where we begin. (laughs) <laughs> you know let's yeah. let's let's get this this healing party started. all right Dr. Benz thank you so much for being here with us today. I've learned so much I hope you listening in the audience have learned so much as well uh, quick 30 seconds. what are your final thoughts final message to everybody listening
1: well you know I would I would add what you, to you what what I would add to what you were saying about dosage dosage matters. And so for some of these things, vitamin B complex is good, but then you have to add additional amounts of certain specific vitamin Bs. What I like to say is the Bs like to be together. Mm -hmm. And so when they're together, they function much better. And as far as dosage goes, sometimes we recommend 50 or 100,000 milligrams of vitamin C for things like Epstein-Barr or mononucleosis. And we know that these things therapeutically work. Uh, mostly with IVs, we won't get that much in an oral dose, but dosage matters, whether it's B vitamins or D vitamins or C vitamins, dosage matters. The more severe the illness is, the more of these uh, vitamins and minerals you need at higher doses. And so pay attention to the doctor that says dosage matters.
0: Wow. What a great show, right? I hope you really enjoyed it. I had so much fun. It's so much fun talking shop with somebody like that with uh, somebody like Dr. Charles Benz, just super smart, super down to earth, really knows what he's doing and is so calm about it because he's seen what he's doing work over and over and over again, as it's just a matter of fact for him. Now, just like Dr. Benz, I've been on that same thing, telling people, Hey, there, we need to augment our diets with supplements that supplements shouldn't be the foundation of the diet, but they need to be there augmenting, particularly a really strong multivitamin that has at least 100 milligrams of vitamin B5 pantothenic acid in it. That's kind of how you know it's a really strong multivitamin and you take it with food all the time. And that way, when it comes into your body with food, your body thinks, wow, this food is just really nutrient dense. Let's go to work with it. Let's give these nutrients to the immune system. Let's give these nutrients to the kidneys, to the liver, to the heart, to the brain. And let's, let me show you now what we can really do, what we were designed to do, because your body is designed designed to heal how dope is that how dope is that right so folks um if you are ready to take control of your health if you are ready to maybe even look at a new profession for yourself something that's going to bring joy and happiness to you and to others come and check us out energetichealthinstitute.org Check out our holistic nutrition uh, program there, our our holistic nutrition certification. You will love it. I promise you that you will love it. You will learn a lot and you will have a skill that will last you for the rest of your life in a good, good way. what we want to do is we're going to bring Dr. Paul Alexander on very very soon. We're working out the schedule uh, right now. He's super busy and and we want to honor and respect that. So he'll be on really soon as well. We're going to talk about uh, the natural immunity and how to augment that when he comes on. Really excited about that interview. Uh, but folks, you know, as always, you know, make sure that you are focusing on your nutrition. You have to be a part of your own rescue. And the easiest way to do that is by taking control of your nutrition. If you don't know how, come and study with us at energetichealthinstitute.org. All right, folks. Well, uh, we say this every week and I mean it. May our creator shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm embrace. I'm Dr. H. Uh, Dr. Ely, Dr. Hanalei, whatever you want to call me, that's fine. Uh, For the Energetic Health Institute and for Energetic Health Radio, we will see you next week, folks. Until that time, make sure you tell someone that you love them and hug them until they relax into your embrace. All right? We'll see you next week. Peace.